What's up, hobby friends, and welcome back to Pain Break Game, a podcast where you can find a little bit of encouragement, discover new ways to make your hobby more fun, and most importantly, learn to paint bravely. Or in this case, go to conventions bravely, as Brent did last week. Yeah, 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 I did. I did. Yeah, yeah, did. yeah. Went to Oklahoma, <laughs> Oklahoma City, went to SoonerCon 31, and it was a real treat because I got to be a special guest there at the convention. And and this one time, I was walking through, I had my my guest badge out, and the security Ooh. guard says, oh, I need to check your bag. And then he takes another look, he says, oh, I see you're a guest, go, go on through, go on through, go on through. <laughs> uh, guests get uh, special special treatment yeah. like you can take things into the convention <laughs> that you wouldn't otherwise pretty cool no but it was a it was a nice local convention it was a an embassy suite so they kind of filled out the hotel and convention center and i think it was three thousand people but it was it was a a healthy bustling little local convention and i had a good time Far as I know, my first uh, trip to Oklahoma City would go again. Not bad, not bad. <laughs> Did you get to see any of the city, or are you just like airport? No, it was convention. it was uh, airport <laughs> straight to the hotel and convention center. Yeah. <laughs> changed into my Crocs, stayed there the whole time. Yeah, yeah. At, at five a.m. <laughs> on the Monday, I put up my sneakers back on and and took a took a ride to the airport. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised actually that you you put the sneakers back on, considering like Crocs at an airport make a lot of sense. They do, but I don't know. I, I just feel like he you need a, a little more seriousness at an airport. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, okay, yeah. So I, in most cases, yeah, but still, yeah, you, you're boarding the plane and somebody. Like steps on your heel and you fall over. I don't know. <laughs> there's a there's a time and a place for Crocs, and I'm trying to expand mm-hmm. the definition of the time and place for Crocs. Maybe maybe next time I will. Uh, you know, fly bravely. I don't know. The podcast. Maybe, yeah, yeah. See how see how that feels. Just, I don't and know. Next, Could change your next, life. Next level is not packing any alternatives. Just you wear Crocs to the airport. Oh yeah, you, pack you really commit yeah. to it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Eventually, you'll be down to the single pair of flip flops, and that's all you're gonna bring, and mm-hmm. hope that they don't break. And there you go. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad you had a good time. Three thousand people sounds like a pretty good amount of people too. That's not a that's not like a tiny convention. That's right. decent. Right. There was a there was an art hall. There was a you know charity bidding war auction hall there was uh, a normal vendor hall and at the back of the normal vendor hall there were some booths for people to to sign autographs and so it was you know cosplayers there but also a couple authors and um billy west i think the the band who does the voice of of fry and dr zoidberg and futurama uh, so there were mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There were there were a couple of names that people might have known there. That's cool. But yeah, it, it did only take a, an hour or two to like walk through all the rooms and get the basic idea, and then the rest of the time was filled up with a pretty packed schedule of panels and classes and and that sort of thing. 
So I taught four two-hour painting classes while I was there, two beginner classes, one skin, one mechs and power armor. That was all fun. It was great to meet all the folks who, who showed up to take those little classes. Hope you also took some other classes from somebody who knows what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least you'll admit it. It's good. It's good. Just it's about it's about learning bravely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you just go in and you know paint that skin. Yeah. That's that's what you got to do. <laughs> but on a semi-serious note, I I showed up in Oklahoma City without knowing anybody there. Like I. Normally, I go to a convention, and there's some people I know I'm going to see there who I'm excited to see again, mm-hmm. some old friends, or, or you know, at least people that I've talked to, like, a lot on the internet. And here it was sure. essentially all friendly strangers, plus a few people I'd had, like, a little bit of contact with on the internet. But, mm-hmm. man, it, I was among our people. Like, us, yeah, yeah. us nerds do a pretty good job of, of getting along. And, and the best example of this was actually breakfast, like hotel mm. buffet breakfast. Oh, okay. And there's there's a little bit of that anxiety that comes in the lunchroom at school where you get your, your tray of lunch oh, and then you have okay. to go yeah, find yeah. a place to sit. <laughs> and it worked out all right. You could sit with any of these nerds and have a good time. Like it, it, that, that, that is sense, not yeah. the experience that I remember from high school at, at all. But, <laughs> yeah. It's different. It's a different world when you take the, the 10% of people and you just put them all in the same room. Yeah. And then everybody's like, no, it's all good. Whatever. <laughs> sit here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll get my coffee That's and cool. I'll sit at this table. Hey, how you doing? What are you here for? You been here long? This is this your first time at SoonerCon? You've been coming here for a while. You you into anime and stuff? No, you're you're here for the Star Wars crew. Cool, 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 cool. Well, now the There you go. Yeah. Nerds can be a friendly bunch of folks, and so that was all good. All good. I mean, yeah, in in my experience, I'd say that uh 99% pretty good peoples Mm -hmm. yeah you get the the occasional douchebag but that's that's life that's life it just happens that's life yeah so i was reminiscing (laughs) recently about during covid times my local game store Mm -hmm. in terms of thinking about what restrictions and precautions they'd put on their business they decided to basically put themselves in the category of a bar because the idea of a game store oh, yeah. is that people are coming in, they're mingling, they're meeting new people, they're sitting at, down at mm-hmm. a table together, they're talking, they're laughing, uh, which is very much the social interactions that should be happening at a bar. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, a lot more Cheetos and Mountain Dew and less drinking of hard liquor, depending on the game store, but. Um, definitely yeah yeah the the point of a lot of these especially the point of a convention is for for nerds to to come and meet each other and much of that happened and mission successful it was it was good it was good very cool very cool um yeah so you got to teach classes which is super cool uh i mean you've obviously taught classes before like in uh you know grown-up land um so did that kind of carry over or, or was this like a different 
whole different thing. Oh, it carried over uh, just okay, all good. the way. It carried over all the way. The, the entire weekend was a lot like being a grad student again. So nice. first off, there were free food events. And so that was like being mm. a grad student because mm. they're just going around like grabbing plates of free food. <laughs> there were there was the teaching of the classes, and so my classes were fourteen students, which is very much on par with like a small discussion section for a, a lot of college courses. And you know, I I didn't hand them a, a problem set, but I handed them a miniature that needed to be painted and gave them some simple instructions and then walked around to see how folks were doing, which is basically what I did as, as a teacher in grad school <laughs> or as a PA. And then, and this is something I want to talk about a fair bit in this episode, I was also a judge mm. for the mini painting competition. Right, yeah, yeah. And that was a situation where there were... A total of like six of us, uh, four actual judges, and then a, a couple of folks kind of acting as support staff and totaling up the numbers and that sort of stuff, taking the photographs. Mm -hmm. And the experience was almost exactly like grading a stack of 200 chemistry exams. <laughs> Just you, you, you yeah. put a bunch of graders in the room, you get an order of pizza and soda, and you sit in a room until midnight, one in the morning. And just like going through, going through the rubrics, assigning numbers. As time goes on and be like, oh, man, can you mm -hmm. believe this? Five bonds to carbon. Do you believe this? Like, look, look <laughs> at this mold line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> In good nature, everyone's, people are oh, getting sure. loopy and, and pointing stuff out for fun to try to stay sane. But, uh, yeah, but. We can we can definitely talk about the judging. That was the first time that I had been a mini painting judge in that kind of setting, and I right, yeah. I think I learned a lot. I think they had a good rubric for it, which which helped mm -hmm. set the guidelines for us. And yeah, it went much smoother than anticipated. It took a long time, but it was pretty smooth. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I ended up doing judging for a local competition um i judged with luckily with someone who knows how to judge models nice. and uh has has even judged uh in fact was caleb caleb Woodenback from ck studios i think he did not last year's golden demon but the year before okay. i think he was one of the judges um so like dude knows what he's doing he knows so what he's like, doing i, he I at least got he to kind of hang out with him for a little while and you know like talk and go through some of that stuff. Was there anybody there that, um, that had previous experience or is it like, yeah. you know, just different? Yeah. Years? It seemed like the other three really did have previous experience. So the way we did it, there were, there were four judges and the idea was that each piece would be judged by at least three people. And nice. And the idea was, uh, those three were all kind of local in the Oklahoma area. And so a few of them actually knew some of the entrants because a lot of, the, you know, a, a lot of the entries were just from people in the Oklahoma area. And so if someone's like, no, I, I'm pretty sure I recognize this art style. I'm pretty sure I know exactly who did this one. They could recuse themselves and the other three judges mm. would, would fill in. 
And if if by some miracle all four of us judged a single mini, what we did is we threw out the lowest score and then just averaged the top three scores for each mini. That's pretty nice, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So those those other three had done it before, so we had a total of four judges. We were all working off the same rubric. There definitely was some variation in how we each read the rubric, which I think is common mm. with uh, grading papers or anything like that. <laughs> but the the way the rubrics were divided, there were 20 categories that could be given a score from 0 to 5. So the, the theoretic mm. maximum of any one mini is 100 points. Okay, so sure. there was there were four categories um composition which also included like assembly and posing and that sort of stuff there was basic mm-hmm. painting which had such entries as is the model completely painted uh <laughs> <laughs> sure <laughs> were the details painted and, and really really basic level stuff and then there was advanced painting, like, did they uh, attempt object source lighting? If so, like, how is the blending on that kind of stuff? Do they attempt, you know, freehand? So, and, um, and then the last one was, like, overall, like, how, how, do you, how do you feel about this? Did it all mesh together? That sort of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, no. So, so, so a lot of the points are like, very simple, like, is are there any mold lines zero to five points pretty straightforward i mean maybe one judge is given a four and another judge is given a five but in in the scheme of things that all washes out and i suppose suppose it depends on how diligent you are with like picking up the models and looking in places that may like uh you know the under section of a space marine especially the older ones like you know they're there but you have to pick it up. Sure. And I think there were 75 entries, something like that. And they ranged from clearly, clearly like beginners or, or somebody who has a joke, just put in, you know, one of their earlier pieces. Uh, I don't know. Like, like I don't want to be too hard on it, but but there were definitely some novice entries uh, all the way Mm -hmm. up through, you know, pretty good what you or I can do all the way through up uh, what neither of us could do. It was quite impressive. (laughs) And just the way the rubrics worked, like there was a clear uh, sorting down, down the line of like, you know, some, some were getting 40 points, some were getting more like 80 points. And it was not possible for you know something to get lost in the shuffle like the 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 good ones were definitely oh, going to sure. get a lot of points that makes I sense think, yeah i think it if we were to do it again it would be nice to have a second night to come back and revisit the best 10 pieces to really mm. give them the attention that they need to, to make sure that we're, we're clear on, you know, one, two, three, best in show, that sort of thing. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Like taking the, the top, you know, couple of percent and, and really looking over them to make yep. sure actually lifting them up to check. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, because that's that's something that that I sort of did. I like we had to rush through pretty quick. It wasn't there wasn't there weren't that many entries, um, and it was the the army overall. Mm-hmm. You know, so like how I approached it was like that similar type of rubric, um, except that the the tournament organizers also put in their own uh, points, I guess. So, well, you're not drinking that water. I definitely um, always do. <laughs> okay, we'll get into that another time. Should you drink your pet's drinking water? But that's that's for another. Snuffles should not be um, drinking my water, but she does. I'll reassert dominance here in a bit. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, but I even even like with that kind of like super fast timeline, trying to get everything looked at, judged, giving points to stuff. Um, I even as fast as we went, I wish there was a little bit more time just to go. Okay, well, here are the top like four or five. Yeah. I want to like really sit down and look right um right so yeah i can imagine for something on a much larger scale yeah you know 70 plus entries like that you probably should you know take a minute right (laughs) and and so the way that always works out and it's it's the same with grading exam papers is that you're going Mm -hmm. through and you know you you keep giving one exam a fair number of points but it's only at the end when you see the totals and somebody double checks that you totaled up all the addition correctly, and you you look at the actual numbers. You're like, "Oh, Steve did a really good job." Oh, look, look at Steve. Yeah, Steve's top of the class. Look at yeah. that. Um, and <laughs> and so it was the same thing. Is you know, one in the morning when we were looking at the totals and seeing you know how how those top scores stacked up against each other. Like, oh, okay, here's best in show. Here's and so it's a little bit of a surprise to us. I mean, we we knew obviously which were the good pieces that might be in the running, but it was a surprise to us mm-hmm. at the end. Like, oh, the numbers worked out so that this is the best. Here's two, here's three. Um, and well, that's, that's convenient. <laughs> yeah. And again, it's a rubric that had a hundred total points and there were some points that were very easy to get some that were much harder to get. Um, and so it, it did a pretty good job of really making a, a continuum from some reasonably low scores that had some pity points for like, yeah, you painted your model and, and you submitted it right on and, uh, yeah, all, all the way up to, yeah, some, some pretty high scores where, yeah. What was the, the high score? I don't remember. If, if I don't you remember. No. But not a hundred. No, I no, not a hundred. No. And the the other interesting thing about the way this rubric was written is that within each of the four main categories of basically like assembly, basic painting, advanced painting, overall, there were five points within each of those categories that were called bonus points. So there were actually mm-hmm. twenty points for basic painting. And then there were five points of bonus points of like, oh, of like okay. if you wanted to say, okay. okay, this is this is like above and beyond for whatever reason, or this this tickles me in a good way for whatever reason. And so, at least the way I was do- filling out the the scoring papers, very few people got many bonus points at all. But the bonus points mm-hmm. were like, okay, this this is clearly an excellent piece, 
and makes me happy when I look at it. And when, when I look closer and closer at it, it continues to make me happy. Yeah, they're getting bonus points here. And so I think the bonus points really helped kick the the top entries to the top to make sure that there wasn't like a weird fluke where somebody who technically assembled their model correctly painted everything and gave a squirt of attempted osl didn't like accidentally win the competition right (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um that's that's interesting though so they're taking into account a little bit more of that like uh, personal preference for each person yeah um, so again there are a lot of 20 different spots on the rubric where you could write a number between zero and five and if you total them all up and if they got all of the quotation marks bonus points you could see a score of a hundred um mm-hmm. oh sure but, sure but that's including but the bonus points so like a, a really good piece would be like low 80s maybe based on how i was yeah, filling out yeah. the cards um but you know somebody who technically assembled their model correctly and painted everything would get definitely get 20 points for the composition segment. I would definitely get 20 points for the basic painting segment. And so mm-hmm. have a baseline of, of 40 at least. And then I'd give them mm-hmm. a few points for overall, if it all kind of jived and looked pretty good. So even just like a, like a okay gaming piece could get, could get a 50, but they okay probably wouldn't get too much higher than that because i'd probably give them right right almost no points for the advanced painting probably wouldn't give them any or at least not very many points in the the bonus point segments but yeah. sure sure no that makes sense um well, that's really cool i mean I, it sounds like it was a, a lot of work but yeah. uh, having multiple judges and, and being able to add all that stuff up is pretty neat um and clearly, like, you got specific numbers to be like, well, clearly, these are the winners, yeah. you know, in this order, which is <laughs> it's pretty great. Um, there's there's definitely, like, in my experience, it was, do, it was more difficult. It, yeah, it worked out, sure, it worked sure. out well enough for the purposes of, like, a, a regional, regional you know, little, little convention. Um, yeah. And they, they are trying to make mini painting a bigger part of the convention, which is why they... They flew a special mini painting guest out to the convention and fed me with cheese plates and charcuterie and stuff like that. Yes, yes. (laughs) I just see you with your Crocs up like charcuterie. (laughs) Uh. It was fun. It was fun. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's good. Um. I had a question locked and loaded, and uh, now I, I, all I can think of is this charcuterie, you know? But my, my overall takeaway is, like, I, I'm, I'm so happy that people submitted minis to the competition because there also was a spot on the scoring sheet for comments. And so I tried to do oh. tried to do just a real quick sloppy compliment sandwich on, on everything. Yeah. Just, yeah, I yeah. like the way you correctly assembled your mini and painted everything and next time try the eyes yeah you know that right. yeah thin, the, thin those paints yeah. you, you can do it yeah uh, you know it's funny like it, how much of those types of things though like the eyes or the whatever it is the thinning of the paint that, that we kind of take for granted you know like uh, even even just the other day i got 
some I got a comment that was like, hey, um, can you just like walk me through how to how do you know when your paint is thinned properly? Because I have no idea. And it's like, oh, geez. Like so, sometimes we just it's, think it's, it's hard to write that out. It's just it, there. It, it's a really right. Good it is question. hard to write that out. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe we should do a podcast on that at some point. How do you know? How do you know when your paint is properly thinned? Um, but yeah, there are a lot of people out there that, that uh, you know they're just getting into it. You don't even necessarily think about those those types of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. With with anything in uh, life, so. it's a it's a pyramid. Most people are down at the bottom in that thickest region of being a, a novice and. As you get higher and higher up to higher skill levels, it gets more elite, and there's fewer and fewer of them. But mm-hmm. my my takeaway was that I I loved to see the the lower and the middle and to a degree like the the really nice paint jobs all in the competition. I I still feel weird about when folks are getting <laughs> really competitive about painting competitions, like it's it is awesome to show off your skill and your creativity and and to share something awesome with the world but then to be worrying about whether or not you quote win uh sure yeah if you win at painting i mean yeah i mean i like i definitely understand where you're coming from because i have seen that and just been a little kind of like uh that's it's not great. Like it doesn't feel good, you know, to, to have that like weird dark shadow at the top of this like fun thing. Right. That's a um, good, good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because the <laughs> yeah. people at the lower levels who, cause I talked to several people on, on the Sunday after they got their minis back with their little note cards and like, what does this scribble mean? What, what do the judges think? It'd be like, Oh yeah, this one, I, I really liked this about it. And you, oh, you were the only person who tried doing this. And I thought that was really cool. And so for like the lower levels, you can, you can share in people's excitement and be, and be glad that they, mm-hmm. they showed their mini to not the world, but like the, to the couple hundred people who walked past the display case. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And, but for, for the top levels, these are people who are obviously very, very skilled, very creative, good at what they do. And at least some of them are putting some emotional investment into whether I gave them mm-hmm. a four or a five on the the rubric. And I don't know, like I, like, like I yeah. understand that people get competitive about absolutely anything. And I understand that the existence of the competition drives people to get better and better and to put more and more time into these awesome pieces. And I think we, mm-hmm. I think there are more awesome miniature miniature painting pieces more awesomely painted miniatures in the world because of the existence of these higher level competitions but yeah yeah there's also all that emotion attached to it and a lot of those emotions aren't so good i I don't know right right i mean and it's like any other type of competitive something or other right like there there will be people who will just not be happy if, if they don't win and that, and that's, it is what it is. So I suppose that's another thing that you have to deal with, you know, yeah. on the emotion scale of life. Yeah, um, that's all life. It is. Was, was there a, a strong disparity between 
like the actual top and kind of the middle between the top and the middle yeah for sure for sure there so, were there were so, only a handful of pieces in general the level of these pieces i don't know how to describe this there were uh, only a couple pieces entered that could have done well in golden demon i'll say that like there were okay. if, if we look at all of the awesome pieces in the golden demon like there were there were mm-hmm. a couple of the entries at sooner con that would have looked at home uh, among some of those top entries most of them were clearly done by amateur painters at, at various levels but yeah, yeah. Uh, i suppose then what i'm what i'm getting at with that question is like technically there is a competition and there are a certain amount of people who might have hurt feelings at the mm-hmm. end but but at least in in like a competition like this where you hit a certain threshold of people entering who you know might get they might place high they might do something but they're not necessarily thinking oh yeah i'm i'm going to win like they're trying to get better they're trying to learn they're trying to have fun right which is, in my experience, most of the people who go and enter in a painting competitions anyways. Um, so that feedback at the end and talking to people, I think is really cool and it's really valuable. And I think it's interesting because there is that that clear delineation. And then there are the people who are in their own thing. They're entering it for a different reason, whether that's to win another prize so that they can say, hey, this is in my portfolio now and I'm a, a commission painter or you know, whatever it is they're, they're going for if they just want the glory, you know? Um, but I, I do think that because there's such a separation, um, that at least like, it's not necessarily hindering on the, the hobby experience for most people. Yeah. Like, I think the people that are in that top level are they, like, they understand that like, you know, it, it depends on the judges. It depends on personal preference. It depends on all these things. Like to really put everything into that. It's on them, I guess is kind of what I'm getting at. Like they know what they're getting themselves into. Right. Mostly. But, but again, like it, it is preference of the judges and who knows what you're going to yeah. get to a point. Yeah. 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 I mean, look at all the stuff that, that came out of like golden demon. For though. sure. Like people, all over the place with that. And it's like, yeah, it's different every year. There's different people. And, and whether or not you think they're up to the task, like I'm not up to the task technically to uh, win a golden demon, but I could certainly look at stuff and know if something should be there or shouldn't be there. Right. Like not, I'm not saying that I could judge a golden demon competition, but like, you know, what looks good and you know, what doesn't. So I don't know. I gotcha. But again, the, for me, the whole experience was very much like grading exams. Like just, just be, yeah. be, be able to somewhat defend your choices. If a student comes up to you and like, why, why did I get four out of 10 instead of five out of 10? Like, well, at the core is because you got the answer wrong, but like, <laughs> I mean, see, that's, that's the difference, right? Like you could be like, cause two plus two isn't three, uh-huh. Jimmy. Yeah. You drew a lot of resonance <laughs> structures here, but most of them were wrong. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Yeah. Right. Like, at least in that case, it's like pretty cut and dry, yeah. right? <laughs> Your first four bonds to carbon were great, but then you put a fifth bond to carbon and I had to take off most of the points. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, oh, so I did want to mention one of the interesting things about the rubric that might be controversial, might not be. There was a five-point mm. section for, essentially, was it on a plinth? And so and so they really? differentiate, I think the way it was worded is, is there anything about this mini that shows that it was prepared for a painting competition instead of just being like a game piece that they pulled out of their, their army transport and, and threw in the display case? Yeah, yeah. Because so there were... That's so there were a lot of minis yeah. that were just on their standard plastic bases, and the, the you know the plastic bases may have been decorated up very nicely, but still definitely could fit right in with an army or a skirmish team or whatever, and just be a a play sure. piece. And so there were five points up for grabs. That really the only way to get those five points was to put them on some sort of a specialty. You know, yeah, a, a plinth or to put like a little label maker on, on the base or, or something, <laughs> something to show that yeah, this is right, right, Cadia stands under it or whatever, like to, to show yeah, that yeah, it yeah. is that is very yeah, interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because it's, I suppose it depends on, on who you are, right? Like some people put stuff on plinths because that's how they paint models, like it's always display all the mm-hmm. time, right? Um, but yeah, like painting a model and having it on a base, I've seen that loads of times in like high end painting competitions. It's not that big of a deal necessarily, but then again, it depends on who's judging. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, uh, okay. One of the, one of the pieces of feedback that I got that actually, uh, Vince Venturella told me, um, cause I was talking to him about my, my model and golden demon and stuff, uh, like two in the morning. Um, but he gave me a bunch of feedback, which was great. And uh, one of the pieces of feedback he did give me was, hey, I know you put your model on this like little block of wood and it's all decorated and looks cool. He said, the fact that it's not a black plinth means you won't win. Hmm. Essentially, like they only want this type of plinth. And it's like, oh, okay. This is like it has to be very specific, but like nobody says that nobody talks about that. So it's interesting that they would say that. Did they ever release that information? Did they say, Hey, this is a painting competition. We want you to put it on a display base. I'm I'm not sure if there were any, you know, written instructions like that beforehand, which is, which is why, you know, if I had entered, I, I might feel, if I allowed my emotions to get too wrapped up in this, <laughs> sure, I might feel sure. a little bit bad. What? There were five points for like having a specialty mounting system for for my mini. How how was I supposed to know that? Yeah, I mean that's a fair yeah. like and, and, you know. And so that was the I'd say that was the one part of the rubric where I was like, okay, I all right, I I don't know how I feel about this. Like 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 I get it. That's yeah, tough. Like I, I sure, like sure. the idea of having a piece of art look like a piece of art instead of looking like you just pulled the sergeant out of your kill team. You yeah. Know, but right, you use the supplied GW plastic right. base to put it on. Yeah. But, no, I, I definitely feel you there. Like I, 
I put my display models on displays, right? Like, because it looks cooler yeah. that way. It looks display. I'm not going to play with this model, I guess, is yeah. the, the idea behind that. But yeah. And, and it may be a thing like you, you learn that at your very first painting competition is that you should do something to gussy up the, the, the base and the, the framing and the presentation of, of the whole mini. And, and maybe yeah. that's something you learn after that first time you miss out on those five bonus points on your on your rubric <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i'm i'm also then guessing that that wasn't necessarily an issue with like the top one percent correct yeah. yeah so maybe it's just one of those things like yeah. it's a it's sort of a given and yeah i don't know it's just one i don't of those know out of, out of 75 entries maybe 15 had something special on the base the rest is just like well zero for this category live and learn yeah yeah Yeah. very interesting though um but but that was the that was the only one i felt remotely guilty about like that someone come up to me like hey how how was i supposed to know this i don't know i didn't write the rubric but but to be fair like look at these that are on plinths they do honestly look better. Like they look like they more do, of yeah. an art piece. And yeah. 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 And I mean, if, if we're trying to be more serious about it and make it something that is like competition quality, like it means something then yeah. Like being more artistic and putting it in a realm that looks like it could be on display at a fine arts museum does make a difference. Yeah. Well, yeah. But on the whole, I, I thought it was a well-designed rubric. I I think we needed one more night. We needed a night of just quick and dirty, you know, given given yeah, the grades. Yeah. We needed one more night of looking at the best top 15% or whatever. And mm-hmm. and, and really... Yeah, the, the 15 yeah. that were on plinths. Yeah, look at the... <laughs> you need an extra night. And, you know, an extra order of pizza and sodas to sit around and look at the 15 that were on plinths and uh, really take a good look at them. But, hey, live and learn. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, But did it see, you know, did it seem like everyone had a good time anyways? Like, I think so. I don't know. People, people keep that's, asking that's me, like cool. Brent, are you are you sure you want to be here, like judging minis at eleven uh, thirty? Yeah, why else would I be here? Like, what are you talking else? about? Yeah, like, what else are you gonna be doing? <laughs> of course, I brought the Crocs for a reason, son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, well, that's pretty cool. All right, well, that's man. that's the Brent update. You need to you need to tell tell the good... folks what you've been up to, Casey. If you start with me, oh, you know. I, I mean, I just figured, you know, it's, it's a big weekend. whole lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. I, I, I had know, a great time. Would do again. SoonerCon. See, well, I, I probably won't go next year, but I told them if they needed a, a special guest <laughs> in the future, like like cycle in some other special guests for a few years, mini painting special guests, and then, yeah. You know, Maybe two, three, four years. You call me back. I make my triumphant return to Oklahoma City. And right, right, yeah, yeah. For for Goober Goobercon. Goobercon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where every painter get gets a gets a pin or something. Yeah, <laughs> Paint bravely, Con. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
kobold god. <laughs> that might be all the thing, all right. They, that's better. Yeah, that probably is a thing. <laughs> that does sound pretty good. It's very specific. <laughs> I do do the podcast live there, but only there. we could. We could. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I haven't. I've haven't been doing a ton of stuff actually. I sat down and you know watched the D and D movie, which was surprisingly good. I don't know right? if you've seen that. Yeah, I do see. Yeah, you saw that. Yeah, D and D movie surprisingly good. Yeah, surprisingly good. Not not terrible. Like I kept waiting for it to like turn a corner, you know, and then it, it just really never did. It just stayed nice and consistently like decent the whole time. So yeah, I was pretty happy with that. <laughs> I watched The Hobbit on Unexpected Journey last night. And okay. I got in and was like, oh man, this is way better than I remember. What, what is this? What? The first one definitely yeah. is. It's way better than the, you remember. The first half is. The, like Kate from Lost shows yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It gets weird. <laughs> but yeah, the first half is like, oh man, this is actually pretty good. They're, they're hanging out in the Hobbit hole and singing songs songs going on an unexpected journey they're chucking the plates around but then it's like you know what this is an artistic choice it's a it's more of a kid's story and so yeah they're they're throwing plates around which actually jives more with the the barrels going down the waterfall but then if you're saying you have legolas jumping around for no reason and then it's like oh top oh Yeah, no, that, that series, that series really, really tanks hard, real fast. Unfortunately, like, I still, I still watch them occasionally, I'll put them on, you know, because, like, the music's great, there, there are good scenes in, in all of them, like, cool moments. Do you remember the mayor? There's a lot of real bad stuff. Yeah, there's... The Lake flat. Town mayor and his little buddy? Oh, Stephen Fry, just ruining everything, just for no reason. No reason to be there. <sighs> yeah, no, the... They could have done without all of that. Without three movies? <laughs> well, it's fair enough. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I remember when he originally pitched it, like, oh, we're going to make two movies. Like, this will be a two-parter. Like, they'll go halfway and then they'll finish. That that makes sense. Peter Jackson, who made The Lord of the Rings and everyone liked and had no issues. Like, come on. That seems fine. And then they're like, no, no, no. No, three is a magic number. Like it makes us the most monies. <laughs> guys, guys, just let the man do his thing. It's just, okay. I only brought that up because yeah. you said the D and D movie was good the whole way through, and you kept waiting for, you know, Kate from Lost to show up and ruin yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was it. waiting for too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that, that paladin shows up, and you don't know how they're going to play that, if it's just going to be some weird new addition, but then it's like, it's purely an NPC, and this is exactly what I expected, and and it, and it worked. Yeah. And then he left, and they continued. I don't know, that could have been a, a bad moment. So good. It, it, Chris Pine literally does nothing in, like... Yeah, like his role is just to like talk and do nothing else. He he does nothing, which is great. It's great, but he hits like he hits one dude in the face with the loot. Okay, which wasn't. It's not like uh, what's her face, uh, Holga. I think her name is the barbarian. 
right? Yeah, yeah, cleft um, hoof. She she would have taken care of it anyway. Right. But like he still did it. And then and then he hits that witch chick in the back of the head near the end of the movie too. Yeah. And that's that's about it. Yeah. Otherwise it's uh in- inspiring, I guess is the point. Yeah, there's the there's the one scene where the bard distracts the bad guys. Except then you see that it wasn't even the bard. It was an illusion by the mage character. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, That was, that was, I did like that. It was good. So if you haven't seen that D&D movie, it's got the paint bravely seal of approval. You just chuck that on while you're painting. But the thing is, it's good enough that you're going to stop painting and you're just going to be watching that movie. But second, second, third watch through, you can be painting stuff then for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, it's definitely one of those movies like you'll, you'll probably watch it a few times and it's memorable enough that you'll know what's going on when you don't have to look at it or so that you don't have to look at it and then you can paint to it. Definitely. Brent's pulling out his phone. He's giving me no, a finger. Not that finger. Uh, no, different okay. finger. But if you'd like to see what finger he was holding up, go to YouTube.com slash paint bravely podcast. We do video and podcast. Just normal, right. you know. It's fun. Yeah. See the cats. So, at this convention, I just I just forgot something I needed to do here. At the convention, oh. I was on a panel of like how to make a YouTube channel sort of thing, and so there were there were five YouTubers up on the panel, you know, talk, oh, talking okay. to the audience for an hour. And afterwards, uh, a couple of brothers came up to me, and I want to say they were like twelve year old lads, somewhere in that range, but just just. Oh, like small small children who happen to be brothers. I, I wouldn't call them small children. I, I I never know quite, you know, when when manhood begins. But like they were they were lads. I'll call them. They were, they were lads. Maybe twelve yeah. years old. I don't know. Maybe I got okay. that number completely wrong okay. and they're offended now. But just specifying what kind of people who yeah, was yeah. I wouldn't up and I wouldn't call them small wee children. You know that's. Yeah. Oh sure, these, like twelve are, year olds. They're not like two. Thinking about getting into content creation, and and they were like super excited to meet YouTubers. Like these were, these nice. were the target audience for for that little panel. And they're like, cool, yeah. we're gonna make you know a Minecraft channel. Oh, but he's gonna be doing Roblox. Uh, but I'm I'm also gonna be making oh, yeah. like axes out of uh, a stone. Real axes? Yeah, real axes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Oh, yeah. Like they had they okay. had ideas. They were like, what cameras do we need? And clearly. Yeah, they, they had ideas. <laughs> what cameras but do you I don't know, like a GoPro. They made they made a special request that could oh, okay. I shout out their friend who already has a YouTube channel and has like hundred and fifty subscribers and I'll okay. I'll be honest here, I think it's a Roblox channel. I have not vetted it at all, so this what I could be doing could be a disaster <laughs> here, but I'm going to give the... Well, I sh- you should have said something. Now I have to look. Okay, you, you need to subscribe. Sure. Well, I'm... Something bad's not happening yeah. here. <laughs> you will make some lads days if if you all watching and listening can go check out Likely Joe 2365 That's Likely Joe 2365 And... I have not previously vetted to this, but I give it the full, wholehearted, paint bravely seal of approval to the friend of these two brothers, and I, I think, 
I think they need deserve some more subscribers because I think everybody involved would be pretty psyched. I think that's what the kids say these days. Stoked. Pretty stoked. Yeah. Dude, I just yeah, jazzed up to the there. moon. These these guys. Oh, so I, I found it. It's uh definitely not porn, so we're right good on. There. No, uh, don't, I don't, don't see any obvious terms of service violations. I'm not seeing anything weird here. It looks like some video games. Nice. Cool. Definitely some video games. That. Definitely a, a, a young lad who runs this thing. He can't be more than like 10. I'm going to give him a solid 12. Definitely breaking the terms of service on YouTube. <laughs> but I will. Well, don't give him pay a him. Subscri- don't pay him, subscribe. but like pay him a compliment. I'm not, you know, no, get, I throw s- him a like. I subscribed. Yeah. Hit, I, well, I'm not hit gonna, the bell I'm not gonna, like, on Likely Joe two three six five. You know, so that when I, I never, when they I upload new the content, bell. you can get there right at the beginning. Does anybody hit the bell? I mean, like literally, because I think I think I have because in in the analytics of my own YouTube channel, maybe it's two percent. Oh, the people that see the notifications and come right on over? And actually click, yeah, like, I mean, I understand the bell. I get the bell. Yeah. I I don't know if the bell, I don't know. Seems fun. I mean, there's only so many notifications that your phone can push. So if you need to unbell Paint Bravely the podcast in order to give Likely Joe 2365 a bell, you do what you gotta do. We understand and support your decision. We're 50 minutes into this podcast. Why are you still here? <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> they're trying to get some hobby done. And, and we're telling them about plinths and how important they are. And you can find some hobby motivation and maybe... Hold on, I forgot it. Just watch like the first half of the Hobbit movie. And then watch the first half and then, again. Yeah, exactly. It's funny how many times I actually watch the first half and don't see the second half of that movie, too. Probably helps. Because I will legitimately, like, oh, man, I'm, like, tired. I'm going to go to sleep. I'm just throw The Hobbit on or something. Because it's there. Bil- and it's like, oh, yeah. This is de- I don't know, Bilbo sleep. and Frodo hanging out. Gandalf's yeah. there making fun of Bilbo. Yeah. Oh, it's good. Which is great. I do like that. Yeah, it's some good interaction. It's. It's definitely, you can tell like when they, they start to change the way that they shot the yeah. movie comparatively to the old one, you know, and it's like, he's not even there. He's in the green screen. They're doing the perspective thing. And it's like, this, this doesn't feel right. This, this doesn't feel like a party. Yeah. Yeah. I do enjoy that behind the scenes clip of Ian McKellen just like crying <laughs> in an entirely green room. <laughs> Exactly, exactly, and that's just, just sitting the on a trilogy. ball stool in an otherwise entirely <laughs> green room, just just breaking yeah. down. <laughs> How did I get here? Oh, Why am I doing what this? What I signed up for? I'm it's a world-renowned actor, like in the golden years of the <laughs> twilight of my career. <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, another X-Men movie. It could be. So I yeah. guess. What's worse? Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, so I watched the D&D right. movie. <laughs> um, I bought a, a 
funky like Night Excelsior or some such. I can't even remember what it's called right now. Off of eBay, uh, it's like an Age of Sigmar model, right? Um, pretty cool model. But somebody had converted it and posted it as a Warhammer Forty Thousand librarian model, which it clearly isn't. They just snipped off the end of the weapon and like it was like a whole staff too and they just cut the top off the staff and plopped on a bright orange axe like a fluorescent orange axe head how are you gonna save that so exactly so <laughs> um yeah so it was, it's three dollars 99 cents which is super exciting um and i bought that thing like immediately of course uh and i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna turn it into a, a real Warhammer 40,000 librarian. I actually just finished painting it today and it's quite epic. I believe in you. I'm, I'm very happy with the way it turned out. So looking forward to uh, editing some video, doing more stuff. Cause the last ones that I bought from the same guy, right? The, the guy I was talking about new, what, new Tista. Well, don't tell away. Don't, mini? don't give away your secrets. Oh, I did. I already <laughs> did. I already put it in the description of the last episode. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of Paint Bravely listeners, though, for sure, heading on over to the video be like, this is worse than I thought when uh, you were explaining it on the podcast. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. It's hard to it's hard to really speak, you know. I don't want to be mean, but, like, it's not great. But I get it. Right? Like, we've all been there. So, uh, this is a similar type of a, a situation, though, except with a conversion twist. So... Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go down that route route the next week, and I'm definitely gonna. Well, I've already done it. I've already painted the model, so yes, I've done it. I've done it, and you will see soon enough. My man. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's mostly what I'm working on. Uh, just trying to get stuff done. I had a, a good fight with like a wolf spider earlier today. That was fun. Mm. Uh, yeah. Who won? Like not dangerous. Well, I I did. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> That's how it goes. No, like there was it was on the ceiling the other day, and it was like a pretty decent size one. I'm like, oh man, like now I got to be sitting in my chair, like hoping. You know how this when there's a spider on your ceiling, and it's just crawling along, and you're like, I just hope it doesn't walk next to me and just drop on my head for no reason. Well, that didn't quite happen, but I went over. And I picked up my uh, my lens cap for my camera, and the thing was right under it, man. Oh, what Just, a dick. Yeah. It's, yeah. And then it, it kind of hopped off, like, the table. It's crawling on the floor. And I was, like, looking for it. And then it was gone, right? But it's an open floor. And I'm like, it's on me. He's on me. And I start doing that, that the you dance. Know, stupid dance. Yeah, yeah of course. Um Turns out it wasn't on me, or I flung him off, which is potential. Uh, and I found him later, and uh, I, I got him. I got him. All right. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I went fishing with Space Marines yeah. again. I went to the lake, and since I went to the lake, yeah. I brought my Space Marines again and my GoPros. <laughs> yeah. And- I caught four more fish on camera, so got to edit that into the video yeah. now. You know. Oh yeah, oh yeah. This is uh, round two with the Space Marines. 
super excited to see what happens. Uh, it was the best video you ever made. That's All right. right. That's right. Just, yeah. uh, but I think I think I've done. I got enough enough fish footage. Editing that all up, and you probably see it soon. I mean, I hope so. <laughs> One of these days, that's for sure. That's for sure. What, what was the last video you put out? Know, like a month ago. Yeah, that's what it happens. Okay. Dude, I, I, every every month, apparently. time flies, dude. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I mean, look, look. I understand. You were at SoonerCon. Yeah. You had some painting to judge. Yeah. About a very busy and important person. <laughs> yeah, a guest, a guest at this this convention. So I get it. I get it. Like they let you take in. Okay. I I, I mean, what were they I not had, letting I had people my take in that you for, could take with in? Space Marines video ready to go? But then I went fishing again. I caught more fish. What do you want me to do? Not put those clips <laughs> right. into the video? Like, oh, you mean you 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 went fishing with Space Marines again? Yes, again, again. again. Like on top yes, of yes, the, yes, that's oh, what I'm, that's what I'm trying to. Well, you didn't mention that. Yeah, that's where I was last you weekend. Just said it yeah. like you just did I, it. That's, no, that makes sense. My my aunt okay. and uncle said, "Hey, hey, we're gonna go up to the lake and, and like go fishing and stuff. You want to come? Like, yeah, I better, I better. Like, okay. can I bring my Space Marines? <laughs> uh, you know, pack up my lunchbox and go back to work. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. See that that's that's a whole yeah, other thing. So you went fishing. Again. Yes, yes, yes. And filmed for a second time. Somehow I missed that. You I I heard you say, "Oh yeah, and I got I got four No, I know I know I know, like, we talked, I, swear I know we talked I know we talked last time about how I went fishing with Space Marines and yeah. But it's it's summer, it's finally been nice. Like the the beginning of summer yeah. was a lot of rain, but now it's a lot of warm days in a row. So yeah, we're fishing again. Again, again. Yeah, it's yeah. been warm. Again, again. Well, that's great. He caught four more and he got them on camera and everything. So, even more footage. Yeah, so. Oh, and you got the lures and everything. I've, uh, I've, I've narrowed it down here. It's a it's a sweet rainbow transition. So, that makes we've sense. got uh, I can see a that. Terminator. I believe this is from the 6th and 7th edition starter box, Dark Vengeance. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. so his feet are, are purple, good. Good. and that transitions into blue. His crotch is green. We got yellow up by the time we get to the aquila. He's getting orange on the head, and the 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 top of his head is red. So we got the whole Roy cool. G. Biv going down this Terminator. Yeah, and uh, that and that one did well. Yeah, yeah, it did. He did. That's surprising. I mean, those Terminators like. The Dark Vengeance ones are—they're not gigantic, but like they're pretty beefy. He's pretty beefy. It depends what lake you're in, how big the fish are, and stuff. But I actually caught some how some pretty nice fish with this one, and so this is this is my favorite at this batch, this Terminator right here, and pretty good because I flung him definitely flung him against some rocks, and he's still in one piece. <laughs> so right on. Very Terminators nice. don't have backpacks. Right on, yeah. That helps. That helps. But. <laughs> That does help. They're they're not like little bits that are gonna fly off into nowhere. That's true. I do appreciate Terminators for that. They're like, look, we're just gonna one piece. It's just one thick chunk of plastic for these boys. Yeah. yeah. So that works. <laughs> I am surprised though, because the the size and I I mean the Fisher catch had what like max poundage two like four or five two yeah, okay two yeah yeah so that's that's small fish compared to a Terminator. It's pretty insane. So there oh, must be some hungry oh, fish. Fish always think they're hungry. Yeah. 
okay, so I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there though. But like next year, in all seriousness, you need to like rig up a like a uh, I don't know a Lehman Russ or a Predator tank or something. That won't. That will not work. That will see what happens. Yeah. yeah, you can use it as a floater. It'll bob right there in the water. <laughs> Have we given a shout out to Ground Affected yet? I've intended no. to. Ground Affected is the guy who's doing remote control versions of a lot oh, yeah. of Warhammer models. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's he's now done the remote control Rhino, remote control Land Raider that has the functional flamethrower on it. He has yeah. the <laughs> remote control like repulsor tank that is just I think so. on yeah, top like of a mini drone. drone and so it actually flies yeah. around the room and he just put yeah. out a orc buggy or something oh nice yeah so it in terms of doing stupid things with warhammer models mm-hmm. ground affected has everyone beat for all time he's at he he has spots yeah you know one two three and best in show already <laughs> locked down forever and he's just trying to beat his right. own record. I mean, working flamethrower is yeah. pretty good. Yeah. But well, and that's that's the, the using to, to using a so rhino well. <laughs> as a bobber is hilarious. And I should yeah okay. next year next year yeah next year. All right, all right. Well, we got it here. We got it now. It's gonna happen next year. As long as you can finish the video you're continuing to work on after a month of not having put out any other content. Yeah. Well. Yeah, you're right. I gotta go back to the lake. I'll see you later, Casey. Yeah. Exactly. Don't forget your rhino. Oh, I'll bring them all along. <laughs> That's a good idea. I was thinking about sea fishing right. and trying to do a mackerel rig. Catching catching sea fish like mackerel would be next, I think. So mackerel are, so, are relatively so, small schooling fish. Yeah, that's not what you want to do. I'm I'm just I'm just gonna lay okay. it out for okay. you. So you want to get yourself uh like a a three uh, pronged, whatever, Treble not three pronged, but yeah, well, yeah, you know, it doesn't have to be necessarily, but there are shrimp jigs. There's usually three hooks, yeah. three little shrimpy looking jigs. And on the bottom is what I like to put, anyways, is about a, a two inch, like if you hold up your finger like Captain Hook, hook that goes through a big giant jelly on a one pound weight. And that's what you put on the bottom, a one pound weight. With a two-inch hook on the mm. bottom, and you go bottom fishing, but so you could change that jelly out. You could you could put something on so there. You got you ideas. Put like you, a, a night you titan. could do this indeed. <laughs> I I could do this, uh, but I don't live near the ocean. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll make a trip, <laughs> and we'll go bottom fishing <laughs> with tanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I see. yeah, 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 I see. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I hope I Anyways. hope some people at home got some painting done because we we've just been idiots this whole time. I, I mean, the first three quarters are fine, <laughs> better than normal. <laughs> uh, yeah, see, it's it's all fine, and and of course, the title of this episode is going to be something like you know, oh, painting competitions. Why bother? Bad or yeah. good? I don't even. Why bother? <laughs> there you go. And that's what it is. That's what it is now. Um, yeah. So it's doesn't matter as long as we hit the the title of the the video. It's all good. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, thank you again for joining us on another episode of Paint Bravely. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes, subscribing to the YouTube channel, and sharing this message with your friends. And as always, we appreciate each and every one of you for listening. We will talk to you next time. Talk to you next time.